Hey, what's up, guys? I just wanted to say that there's a couple glitchy moments. There's a couple dog barks, and there's a couple... Well, just one. Alarm. I uh, just wanted to give you a heads up. Enjoy the episode. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Forgotten Group. I am Mariah Moore, and today I'm going to be talking about success with an old friend of mine. Debbie R. Wilson is a Marlin, Texas native and Waco, Texas current resident. Whitson has gone from participating in Black history programs, band, and theater to starting protests, podcasts, and nonprofits by the age of 22. An alumni of McLennan Community College, Davior is taking a break from school and focusing on his job. A blossoming videography career, his podcast with co-host Jasmine Bledsoe, Stories of the Streets, and the nonprofit organization Blackscent that he founded with Vincent and Tanea Thomas, no relation. With God at the head of his life and hope in his heart, Woodson doesn't have set plans for what the rest of his life will look like, but he's forever grateful for each day he's given and each connection he makes. So, welcome. Thank you. I'm glad to, you know, be here. Definitely glad to have you. I've listened to a couple episodes out of his podcast, um, and it's pretty good. I like I like the the chemistry y'all have. It's, it's really good. Appreciate that. I wish you could have, you know, joined. But yeah, thank you for that. I've been listening. Um, I started listening to yours last night. It caught me off um, guard. I didn't know how long it was. Oh yeah. <laughs> and I listened to it through like the throughout my gym workout. So I still got like I think like twenty thirty minutes to go on the episode I started. But um, yeah, no, I like I like kind of like those topics. Like I like the topics you choose. Um, and I think I'm. I think I was listening to the like the very first episode with the professor you had, and she seemed like a really nice lady. And she reminded me of a lot of people that I feel like you know I've met. I'm like, okay, she's cool. I like this lady. Yeah, but yeah, appreciate that for sure, for sure. So let's just go ahead and hop right in. Um, what determines success in a social sense? In a social sense, I always just think of. You know, social media, I feel like that would be the easiest way to kind of answer that question without, you know, stepping on anything that we might, you know, still be able to talk about. Yeah. And, if I'm, and you know, social, I'm thinking, you know, everyday, today, their interaction and stuff like that. A lot of people debate your success off of um, how many followers you can have, whether or not you went viral before or not. Um whether or not people actually know you and are friends with you. Like, you know, people tend to look at people with more friends and um, more things to do as successful versus someone who just wants to stay at home and play the game or, you know, spend time with family over, you know, going out. You know, people don't really look at them as, like, success- successful. They look at them as more like just uh, the homebody or, you know, like the, yeah. the people that don't – stuff like that. But – I think I think if I'm if I'm gonna take social sense and make social sense social media make sense. I think um, followers going viral stuff like that. That's what really determines your success in people's views and people in society's view. Yeah, I think that's true. I think uh, there's. I mean, obviously, there's a major shift in what's considered social and like what. Really, honestly, they don't have to even go as far as to our parents. But when we were growing up, social media was just getting started. Like when we were growing up, it was all about MySpace. And then like slowly you had Twitter came into it. And so uh, social success is a lot different from what it used to be. It used to be just people knew who you were. You know, just being on the news was like, oh, wow, this person made it. And now that's like a regular thing for people to um, act a certain way or do something that they think will be funny or do something that they'll think will go viral because they know that that means that they're going to become a meme or they'll become a GIF or whatever. And then they'll have some level of the, you know success or notoriety, I should say. Um, and so thinking in terms yeah. of like social uh, capital, uh, just for purposes the definition of social capital is the networks of relationships among people who live and work in a particular society enabling that society to function society to function effectively and i think with being so interconnected through social media we have to like know 
from a personal standpoint and also like you said from a societal standpoint what is successful yeah i think uh i think sometimes we can get caught up in being so focused on the social media success part that we are not as focused on personally like, yeah. having like a good social circle i can't remember the name of the youtuber but i was watching this video i think it was uh, the New York Times, I think it was on their YouTube, but it was this um, YouTuber, and she was talking about how she had so many millions of followers, and she was putting out videos every week, but she was, like, dying on the inside. She was like, I, she didn't feel like she had any real friends, and it was just, everything was just way too much. And I'm not ragging on people because, I mean, obviously, if you want to do YouTube, everybody has different capacities to do different things, but I think that sometimes yeah. we need to... Um, make sure that we're taking care of what's going on around us before we try to spread out all the way, you know, too far out to the whole world. And then yeah. kind of don't have a foundation. You know what I mean? No, I hear you. Cause a lot of people who just have kind of grimy, um, evil, I don't say evil, but kind of just bad intentions. And they don't really realize it. And then they get these platforms and people will start paying attention to them more and more and more people are doing they they kind of shouldn't be doing versus, you know, paying attention to somebody who might be putting out more um, good energy into the world. So I, I, I agree with what you just said wholeheartedly. That makes perfect sense to me. And this kind of goes into what I just said, because I don't think, well, some younger people do, but, and not to rag on old people or older people, but, I don't think people understand that how much money you can make from going viral, you know, and how like people make money doing podcasts, doing YouTube things and stuff like that. So that kind of goes into my next question. Yeah. A certain amount of money needed to have a successful life from a social standpoint or otherwise. Um, I always try to, there's this post that I saw that said, that you always want to at least have 500 in your bank account. Um, but I'm somebody who thinks that success is kind of, uh, I guess I can say relative or kind of just um, dependent on the person who is, you know, striving to be successful. Right. Because um, as long as you have some form of consistent money coming in, especially in this day and age, uh, I think that's success right there. Like I don't, I, I don't, I think it's kind of unrealistic to put um, a number, you know, on success and be like, everybody has to hit this level to be successful or um, nah, like, you know, if you're, if you're happy with your, your waiter paying your tips and you're successful, if you're happy with your $20 an hour for the big makeup corporation you work for, then you're successful. You know, however you, however you view it, however you're happy, however you get up and spend your 24 hours or seven days a week to make your money. I feel like that's success. I don't think you can put, you know, a number on it. But right. if I had to, I'm like, yeah, everybody should at least have 500 in bank count. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like, and that's so true because I was looking up, you know, different things, different resources for this. And there's a, uh, there's a report out there. It's called Rules of Thumb and Household Savings Decisions. Now, this came out in 2019. I think it was November 2019. So this was before, you know, they did all the research before COVID hit really hard. And so this number may, you know, have obviously changed, but uh, what they were saying is like, usually when you look up you know, how much should I have in my savings, the numbers that people typically give out is like $15,000 or uh, six months worth of income. And they were just like, that's unrealistic for people with low income. That's just unrealistic. And so what they found was that the more realistic number is to have about $2,467 in your savings account. Um, and they also said, you know, that they realized not everybody has that much and just saving something always helps. Um, but what they actually yeah. found was after that 200, 2,467, really adding more after that didn't really help uh, much. Um, not to say that you shouldn't save more than that, but that's pretty much the threshold. And that's, that's a pretty good thing to fall on if you got, you know, rent issues or medical bills, anything like that. Um so I thought that was pretty interesting. So I'll definitely put that in the resources um, because it's it's good to know. You know, I think information 
is something that helps towards success. And I feel like when people aren't informed, it's more difficult to be successful. Um, and so I think you touched on this a little bit earlier, uh, but that goes to my next question. Is success relative? And if so, to what extent? Um, yeah. I like the first time I ever, like, you know, came across this question, I didn't really understand it. Um, or I didn't like interpret it and answer it right. But I, I looking now now thinking, I think it is, but I think it's only relative to like like I said, you know, the person that is trying to be successful because or I feel like that probably is the way it should be. It probably, um, not even probably in the world that we have set up looking at America, you know, you could type success into Google and see, you know, images of what people think success is, you know, dressing nice, having you know a lot of money, nice cars, nice clothes, stuff like that. But a lot of people aren't fulfilled by this stuff. So you can't take somebody who has no interest in none of that stuff and put them in an environment and be like, boom, you're successful. Because to them, they're still going to be missing out on something. It doesn't matter how much money they have, how much car they have. They're still going to be missing out on something that they actually, like, genuinely feel successful for. Yeah. And that's what I think That's what I think is relative to. I think it's relative to each person and their idea of what it is they need to do to be successful in life. Because some people want to hit their dream job and they're not living a dream job, they're not, they're not, then they're not successful. Some people are just okay bringing, you know, money and food home for their family and that's success to them and i feel like that's that's all success i i, I can't you know i'm not mm-hmm. one to say no, you're not successful so yeah I, that's what i think is related to just to the person yeah i think that's so true and i think it was the third episode but it was the the episode where we talked about purpose and that's pretty much what we were talking about we were talking about how you can tell how you feel about a certain career or a certain industry by like, if you have kids and your kids say you want to go in, they want to go into uh, the garbage pickup industry. And you, if you come at them and you're like, Hey, well, you can do better than that. Then that shows you kind of what you feel, you know, about that industry, about people that work in that industry. But if you approach them from a standpoint of, okay, good, how can I help you with this? That also shows you, you know, how you think about that industry. And so, I think in terms of socially and just like societal ways that we think about stuff, we don't think of when we, for the most part, when you type in like a garbage person or um, I don't know what the, the technical term is for it, but like garbage pickup, man, what images come up? You know, like you say, if you Google that, what images come up? Do you see somebody in a big house? Do you see somebody with a certain type of car? Do you see somebody in a you know, certain type of uh, clothing? Um, and so I think realizing what we are consuming, you know what I mean? As far as like images that are given to us, things like that. I'm not trying to be like all conspiracy about it, but seriously, like if you think about when you think, okay, garbage pickup person, what does the person look like when you think of that? When you think of janitorial person, what does that person look like? You know, when you think of that, when you think of hundred million dollars, <laughs> what does that person look like? You know? <laughs> Um, and I think realizing that and realizing what imagery we personally put on different levels of success matters, because once we understand what we think success looks like, then we can understand where we need to tweak some things and where we need to change some things, because I do believe that it's relative. I think that it's relative to, like you said, each person and your experiences. But at the same time, we have to realize, too, that we live in a world where um people treat things like they're not relative if that makes sense so like even though for some people just bringing in you know enough money to feed their family to keep everything afloat that's good for them like they don't have to have all this excess but society will tell you like that person's not successful even though they feel like they are so um Mm -hmm. yeah that's where the disconnect builds itself in you can be happy at home and then hop on Facebook and somebody can be dragging your whole lifestyle. And it's like, dang, like, I'm over here yeah. happy that, I, you know, that I'm living like this. You're over here making fun of it as if it's nothing. And I feel like this is a double-edged, like, down part to social media nowadays. Not even nowadays. Oh, yeah, nowadays. Is that there's so many people, so many different viewpoints. But 
in a way we all have same kind of interactions, the same like you know, people there's a lot of things in life that happen that everybody can relate to. Oh yeah, I've had something like that happen before. Maybe not the same exact thing happened to you, but I had something like that happen before. And people don't really focus on like the sameness of us all and highlight our cultural differences and stuff like that. No, they like to, you know, joke around and talk about, you know, the latest celebrity drama and just like, you know, make up crazy memes and stuff like that. And nobody really uses social media to help. Well, so a lot of people do use social media to help, like, push people's mindset and help them make money and stuff like that. And I like those pages and stuff like that a lot because that's just stuff that you don't see every day. You know, scrolling down your timeline, you're used to seeing somebody, you know, talk about the waiter and how, like, you know, how trash it is, at, how trash your service is or something like that. And it's like, well, that waiter also probably gets way less money than you. So it's like, you know, you, yeah. I don't know. Like, it, it, it's a really, really crazy just setup that we have with social media right now. And I feel like that plays a, a huge part in the more people they view as successful and they don't even realize it. That's wild that you say that, though, because – even on social media, think about success. Like first thing, like you said earlier, followers, are you viral? All these different things. I can't remember when it came out. It might've been last year, but not too long ago, it came out. It was in an article and it was talking about how this kid, I think he was like maybe seven, six or seven. Uh, and he was like worth a million dollars and he's a kid. Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's like, yeah. okay, so is that his peak? You know what I mean? Is it going to be like, okay, when you were seven, you made a million dollars. What are you going to do after that? And so um, I think that's something we also talked about, too, in that, you know, previous episode is, okay, what do you do now? Like as a seven year old, you really don't understand the the concept really well to like understand, okay, I've made this much Mm -hmm. money. But you think about like his parents, that kid's parents, and it's like, okay, we're X amount old and we've made nowhere near a million dollars. How do you feel? Do you feel like you're not yeah. successful anymore? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The end of that too is like, okay, but we raised this seven-year-old kid that was able to make a million dollars. So it's like, we have to realize what parts of success we think, or what things we think are successful and what parts of ourselves that we put more value on when we think about success. Are we thinking about you know, yeah. the way that we do relationship, do we think about how much money we make? Do we think about what things look like, even though we don't necessarily make the amount of money we make? You know, we don't make the amount yeah. of money that it looks like we make with the car that we drive or with the, you know, house that we're in. So it's, it's uh, I think it's important to evaluate that. I like that analogy you gave. That was cool. That was a good one. Appreciate it. Yeah. Which that kind of goes into speaking of like money and stuff um, that goes into this next question, which is how do systemic issues deter people from becoming successful in terms of so of terms of having social and financial capital? And then, um, I find something you said touched on this um, and it's basically just not having the, the right resources and right information. Yeah. There's plenty of people in low income, you know, neighborhoods, which typically tend to be people of color who have like amazing ideas come up with all crazy, but not, not, well, not crazy, but crazy, just new inventive ways to just live life because they have to, they don't have all the resources and all the, um, you know, ability to just do stuff by the book. So they have to find ways to finesse, you know, you know, to, to survive and, yeah, a lot of those people, they just don't have the right information that they need in order to, to thrive and get to where they really want to be and really probably should be. And that's what makes it that's what makes it so frustrating from. I, must, I, I definitely consider myself middle class. And but I'm also, you know, a person of color. So there has been hardships. There has been things that have been placed like, you know, as robots and it feels like nothing more than something that's systemic or something that's like, you know, racist, something like that. Yeah. And it's, it's hard looking at people who have it worse than you and seeing them feel even more trapped because they don't have certain resources or certain, you know, information. And it's like, that's, that's when I feel like we have to help each other the most is, is when you look over at your neighbor and, they're probably going through something really similar to you, feeling just as trapped as you, but 
maybe they have even less money so they can hit that one goal they're trying to get or you know no one can watch their kids at the time so they're they're trying to they're stressing about how they go what get their kids watched and paid to get them watched and still do what they want to do in order to get to you know to be successful right and i feel like that's that's just the biggest thing like um just the the, the depression of it all it's just the lack of information and the lack of like care to get that information out to people that's so true that's so true and it's just like i think about like when i was two i guess when i was two and my brother was one and my parents were like just like just starting out and they were like in their late 20s and it was a thousand dollars a month per kid to send us to daycare (laughs) you know what i mean like it was expensive to send us to daycare and you know they worked in the social field so they didn't work they didn't make a lot of money combined and so my dad used to tell us a story about how his something messed up in his truck and it only cost two hundred dollars to fix it but he couldn't fix it for like six months because he had to save up a little bit of money at a time because he still had to pay for you know house things him and my mom had to pay for house things and pay for our daycare and so his truck sat there out of commission for a $200 problem for way longer than it needed to, you know, because they just didn't have the finances mm-hmm. and things like that. That has a lot to say, you know, that, that says a lot about the social field and how much they get paid. And that's a whole different podcast. Um, you know, but <laughs> that is, you know, a barrier, you know what I mean? When you have a, a price that's that high for, you know, caring for somebody's child, my parents were barely able to make that happen. And now I would consider us middle-class, like you said, um, but they were barely able to make that happen. And, you know, had anything happened to either one of them, we wouldn't have been able to go to daycare anymore because it was just, I mean, everything was just barely, you know, like almost breaking even type thing. And so I think just certain things that we don't really realize are barriers we have to, come together i think it was on your podcast where uh they were talking about cps and the lady was talking about how back in the day um everybody would come together and they would you know such and such down the street will watch everybody's kids until they got off and that would help people and just different things like that would help people to be successful but i think nowadays things are real crazy you know you got a whole bunch of stuff that's that's popping off and so you can't really do that type of stuff anymore um but and there's a lot of other legal things in place but we have to as a country and you know as people that are middle class and lower class like we really have to come together and help each other with things that we've learned um especially if you come out of low-income household and you end up in middle class teach people what you did you know help people and show people what you did because we have to be able to help each other up the ladder. Like you can't just like go up the ladder and then not help anybody else behind you, you know, get back up. But um, there's a quote by Brene Brown and it says, don't expect us to follow the rules. Once we learn that the game is about protecting your power with our lives. And that, that was so wild to me. You know, I had to read it like, (laughs) two three times because I was like wow that's so true is a lot of times we don't realize those people that we see that have a lot of financial capital that have a lot of social capital they have attained that from people that don't have a lot of financial capital and don't have a lot of social capital and we have to realize how that pyramid works you know and that those people are the foundation and we have to treat them as such, you know what I mean? Not like we should treat them like we're supposed to step on them, but we should treat them like they're important because if you take the foundation out of a house, that house is going down. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, what are your thoughts on that? No, I feel like, I feel like that, that what you said, hit it right on the nose. Like um, I think about specifically, I think about Jeff, what Jeff Bezos a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy that went to you know, Amazon, he has like, I think he's in the billions or trillions of dollars now and stuff like that. And I'm just like, dang, that's crazy. You know, he got all this money and people talk about all the time, hey, he could pay the world debt or like, you know, just do all this stuff that is what is money that he just it doesn't do. And um, I think about all the times, like how much stuff my mom buys from Amazon. 
I'm yeah. like, dang, like every feel like it feel like for like a month, every single day we got like a package from Amazon. Like, she's sitting here wasting all this money with this man. They got like a billion trillion dollars. We can go find somebody, you know, <laughs> about to pay a little extra, but you're gonna be legitimately helping somebody out who could who could need that money versus him who he doesn't need it. Like, you know, he doesn't yeah. need anybody's money at this point. Like he is fine. He is set for life. So but at the same time, he doesn't at least for my, you know, outside looking in, for my just kind of regular scrolling, you know, life, I haven't seen him turn around and help people out a lot. So it's just, it's just, it's, it's crazy to me how, how true that is and how unrealized, how true it is. Because yeah. people will consistently just throw, you know, their time and money towards people who don't need it versus, yeah. you know, um, doing opposite. And I think about the rap community a lot because I think about celebrities. Because um, people love like celebrities. People love talking about celebrities if they're like the saviors or something like that. Right. And I was just be like, dang, these are like regular, regular people. Like you know, like right. the the core Mr. Brown in Dallas. Like I can go, like you know, I can go find their house if I wanted to. Like people are just they're regular people. Yeah. And um, there's 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 rappers and celebrities and stuff like that who preach like going back to where they came from and helping out in some capacity. If it's, you know, opening in a shelter for kids or putting money into a kind of program, like nobody says you have to move back home and live there. Nobody says that you have to do something every single day and just like, it's all on you. You made it out. So now you have to save it. Like nobody says that, but I think it's real selfish to, to make it out as people say, and then turn around and not like help out everybody else because i i get it like i know there has to be a structure uh you know a, a, a lower class and then the people who just like walk around like they're you know all that in the bag of chips yeah. but it shouldn't it shouldn't be that way it's not that's not fair to to everybody's personal just like uh feelings and emotions and struggles everybody has everybody needs the opportunity to um be successful in their own right. And yeah, that's, that's just, that's how I feel about that. <laughs> yeah. That's so true. That's so true. And then when you say that, it makes me think of the next question. Um, because like the comparisons that you were making is, is the image of success only worth its face value? I feel like it is, but like I said, it shouldn't be kind of the same way with, um, yeah, I, I feel like it, it shouldn't be, but I kind of I feel like it kind of is. You, like how we said, you know, if you Google success and look at what people think success is, um, I can go to a grocery store right now, and based off of what we believe success is, I can pick out probably 15, 20 people, and I'm like, okay, they, they got their life set. Yeah. And it's either, it's either they're going to be, like, dripped to death, like, walking around, like, Jordans and Gucci or whatever, or they're going to be just so happy and like so casual that you can tell that they just really don't have a care in the world. Like, you know, you can, it's really telling by how people dress and how people act, you know, a lot of times what they have going on in their kind of personal life. And I think it is something that is taken just as face value, but it definitely shouldn't be because it, and I, and I feel like this is more of, that's more of the issue with us as a society in general. And the more we move away from, um, oh, it looks like this, so it is this, and get closer to, well, how does it really feel, you know, for everybody? How does it really impact everybody? Yeah. And we start moving closer to paying attention to, like, not only yourself, but make sure every, your neighbor is okay, too. That's when I feel like um, that kind of, that disparity will kind of disappear. Like, people understand that success is what you make it. It's not, you know, an image. Yeah, I think that's true. And I think that kind of goes back to what I said a little bit earlier. When I remember when I was little, we would drive through different cities and stuff. And I never understood. I was like, Mom, I was like, these people have like a Ferrari or a Mustang or whatever. I was like, why do they live in an apartment? And I didn't understand, like, you have to allocate your money to something. So if you have not that much money and you decide, okay, I want a really nice car because when I drive around, I think I feel good. You know, I, I, people have a certain perception yeah. of me, um, you know, when I drive up to work in X, Y, and Z type car. 
but yeah. I live in an apartment. And then you have other people that live in a house and they have a hoopty. You know what I mean? And so it's like driving around. <laughs> people might I'm think many people uh... don't have that much money, but then they're rolling up to like a three-story house. And so it's like, I had to, you know, as I grew up, I realized, okay, you have to pick and choose certain things at certain times. You have to be like, okay, right now, what's important to me? And I feel like as we grow up, different things are important because like when I was in middle school, high school, it was all about clothes. You know, it was all about the shoes, about the fit, you know, is it matching? Is it too matching? All these different things. (laughs) (laughs) And I was always too matching. But it was it was those things that was like, okay, now I'm successful because I look like this, you know, or I'm following the trend yeah. or I'm not following the trend. So I'm successful, you know, and as you get older, it becomes, I think it's still about image because that's how we grow up. And I think people forget that adults are just grown kids and we have the same mentality yeah. that we did as we were kids and it's still about image, but it also has to become about things of sustenance and it can't just be you know, my car looks nice, but it actually breaks down like two or three times a month. You know, it can't be my house looks nice on the inside, but really like I got rats and roaches, you know? And so it's like, you have to, and those are just analogies, Mm -hmm. but if we only allow success to be uh, face value, then we're losing out on pretty much what you, what you, what we've been saying really this whole time is there has to be something deeper to success. It can't just be, I look successful. Yeah. It's having to feel on the inside, I'm successful because I've done the things that I've wanted to do. You know, I'm successful because I've been able to do some things that I didn't think I was capable of doing. And that doesn't have to necessarily be, yeah. you know, getting a certain job or getting a promotion. That could just be raising kids. You know what I mean? That could be finding a husband or finding a wife or, you know, getting this photo that you've been trying to get forever or, whatever your thing is and so that to me i think should determine success there is a uh, a song that i like it's called higher by madison ryan ward and it's geared towards women but just in general i really like the whole message of that song because it talks about growth i mean the whole thing is talking about growth and growing up and identity and, and image and all of those different things and how that's different from what you actually are going through. Like image isn't always mm-hmm. sustenance, if that makes sense. So I really like this mm-hmm. song. And I would recommend it. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta take some in the the artist again. For sure, for sure. I remember higher. I remember the name. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a forget the artist's name. Definitely. I'll put it in the I'll put everything in the description because I'll honestly forget it too. Uh <laughs> So my next, (laughs) and we, I think we already like smashed this one, but my next question is what are the best ways to help those around you become more successful? Um, I think we did like talk on this a little bit, but just helping out your neighbor. I feel like that's the easiest way to just like break that, that question down is, um, turning back around and putting somebody on, uh, the information that, that you learn. And I feel like, I feel like the easiest way to do this is to always start with like your circle. You know, if you got a friend that's also interested in something that you're doing, um, have them work with you. You know, if it's like if you're trying to be uh, like a photographer or a videographer or like, I don't know, just like something like that. And you know that you have an event coming up that you can actually use an extra camera for extra camera for. And your friend has a camera at home. And he's like, I don't know what to do with this. You know, I just have it. Come with me, you know, come with me and, you know, I'll teach you some things that I don't know, you know, we can pull up the computer and, you know, edit a little bit, just like put them on kind of the the stuff that you've learned, the stuff that you've done, because you never really know what, um, what another person will add. You might think you have it all figured out and have, you know, everything perfect and stuff like that. And now this person that has, has just been thinking, just been planning because they can't really get active because they don't know how to, how to get active while you over here are active trying to figure out this one thing that you still have an issue with that person can be the key to it all you don't even realize it without talking without trying to help them get to where they want to be so yeah just not remember not forgetting not remembering not forgetting where you came from not uh, not forgetting the people who helped you get there um not forgetting the people who have around who have been around you supporting you 
all those kind of things just like help factor into your next move and how you help push people in a in a different more like successful direction um i had so many people after we started the protest like tell me that i like inspired them and it always caught me off guard because i was like i don't even think i did nothing that was like that inspiring like you know me and my love we were just in a sense like to to break it all the way down me and my friends were just like upset like you know all the george floyd stuff i'm i'm on arbery you know um brianna taylor all this stuff was like just happening and it all felt like it happened all back to back and nothing felt like it was being done about it and you know all these other texas cities were having their protests stuff like that and i was on leave from work so i was like i don't think i can really go to a different city. I don't need to be going to a different city anyway. Like, go down to Houston and try to protest with them and get tear gas and stuff like that. Like, no, I was like, I don't, I don't think I need to be in that environment. But Waco here definitely should be doing something. So we just, you know, started the protest. And people, like, really gravitate toward it, toward, towards it and really, you know, looked at it as something else. Just like, um, I definitely think it was a moment in terms of Waco. Like, I feel like if Waco had history books somewhere, I feel like that'd be in it. But yeah, I, it just it just caught me off guard how much people just like paid attention to it, you know, really gravitated toward it. And um, yeah, you you inspired me, and that that really caught me off guard when I heard that. And you never really know um, what it is you can do to help push people in a direction that they you know had always kind of been wanting to go to, but maybe been too scared and maybe not knowing, you know you know, who to talk to or, you know, whatever. So just, just helping out, just helping your neighbor, putting them on information that they don't have if you have it. And then retroactively, that person probably puts you on something else that you didn't even think about. Right. Yeah. And I 100% agree. I mean, you know, like you said, we already kind of talked about it, but it's so, it's so true. And that it, I, I thought like all over the place the whole time you were talking and like, I was like, yeah, that makes sense because you think about going back to what we were saying earlier, systematic things, not necessarily systematic things, but more so social things that are influenced by systematic things. And you think about a lot of times people that become successful, which also we don't think about this either when we think about success, how many people help those people to get there. But mm-hmm. you got to think about how many people were helped you know, what ways were they helped? What communities and people were they around that they could get help? You know what I mean? In a low income area, are you going to have judges in that area that live there? Probably not. So if you want to be a lawyer or if you want to be something of that, you know, your neighbors are more than likely not going to be able to help you. Um, Not to say that low income people can't be lawyers, but you know, like you're not going to have those people that are in those positions more than likely living in those areas. Um, It's harder. So, you might find one humble person out the bunch that's like, yeah, I want to live over here to be closer to, you know, these type of people or whatever. But yeah, it's not a common thing. Yeah, it's right, not, right. not at all. And so, like, we have to realize that if people of a certain status or a certain success level, we'll say, live in a certain area, and they don't live in this other area, then the people in the the other area have to be, people in this other area have to be deliberate in helping each other because you don't have, you know, you know, officers such and such coming down to help you and learn, okay, these are the things that you need to know if you want to be in the academy, you know, you don't have lawyers such and such coming down and saying, okay, if you want to study for the bar, if you want to go to school, these are the things that you need to learn because these aren't your neighbors. These aren't the people that are close to you. The people that are around you are the people that are waitresses or the people that are garbage pickup people, the people that, you know, are teachers that are in the social field. Those are the people that are around you. So unless you have, you know, just people, like you said, that are humble and that, that want to live there or they grew up there. So they're going to stay there or peers that are interested in the same thing that you are, you aren't going to get that information from people that have had that experience. You have to go out and find it yourself. You got to read a book or you got to Google it. And that speaks to systemic issues because I think of um, Barbershop and I can't remember the character's name, but the guy that he was a lawyer, you know, he cut hair, but he wanted to be a lawyer. And as soon as he, you know, in the next movie, as soon as he, was able to pass, he was out, you know, like he didn't live in that area no more. He wasn't, um, you know, 
cutting hair there anymore. A whole different person was in his spot. And so it's stuff like that. Like you have to realize, okay, if I'm going to, if I'm going to be here and I'm going to tell these people my hopes and dreams and these people are going to help me, they're going to support me. Even if that's just saying, Hey man, you can do it. Hey girl, you can do it. I have to come back in some capacity and help these people out. I have to come back in some capacity and say, Hey, you know, if y'all have people that want to be lawyers or you want to be doctors or you want to be a teacher or you want to be an astrophysicist or whatever. Okay. That's what I did. I can help them. You know, I can tutor them when I got time or, you know, they can come to work with me. I can show them what I do something, you know what I mean? Even if it's just encouraging them and saying, Hey, look, I came from this area. I did it. You can do it too. That's like, people don't understand how powerful just speaking to somebody and just saying, Hey, I did this. You can do it too. That's so that, that inspires people, you know? Yeah. No, it does. So I think we, um, and definitely from a, um, artistic standpoint, being in such like a artistically dry area of Texas is like, is finding someone to mentor you in a creative field is far and few between. And so when you find someone, you have to hold on to that person, you know, from the yeah. out of that. And you can that's why, like, yeah. I know that if I do well, and even if I don't do well, I'm going to help whoever wants help. You know what I mean? Like, if you want to know how to do photo stuff, Photoshop, Lightroom, whatever, you know, I, if I'm in a position to help people, I'm going to help people because I needed that. You know, that was something that I wanted to do and it felt like I couldn't do it. And so I got my first degree in business instead of getting it in photography. And so, you know, that's how I ended up in a master's program for photography because I didn't do what I wanted to do initially because it didn't seem like there was really an avenue for it. And, yeah. you know, I think, again, going back to how do you help people, tell them and help them to figure out and know, hey, if this is what you want to do, there's an avenue for it. This is what it looks like. You know what I mean? This is a possible path yeah. you can take. So, yeah. Uh, so this is the last question. What uh, verses and or quotes would you apply to this topic? All right. Um, I had looked up. I had looked up some quotes. I said my favorite, the, the one I saw on Twitter, the sometime in order to stack funds, you have to miss out on fun. I love that one so much. I feel like it speaks um, just straight to, especially people of our like age group, because mm-hmm. we're always fun. We're always trying to go um, out. We're always trying to travel, even you know if it's something that's like going to be beyond our means. Like you know, like we're always we're always people our age are always trying to do something. Always trying to you know trying to come up and find stuff to do and you know just have fun. So. Um, when you hit that point in life where fun is cool, but success is better, um, I feel like that hits perfectly. Like you have to say no sometimes. Sometimes you have to stay home and be homebody instead of going to that party. Or sometimes you got to say, no, I don't want to go on that trip. I'd rather save the money and take a bigger trip later on, you know, something like that. Um, but let me see. What was that quote real quick? Uh, and it sucks because the one on Twitter, I can't, I don't know that person's name. You know, I don't remember their like uh handle or nothing like that. Yeah. But this quote, this quote is also anonymous. So I'm like, okay, well, like, I'm like, I could just use the Twitter quote. But it says, the ones who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones that do. And that hits, that, that speaks to success to me in a different way. The ones who are crazy enough to change. The ones who are crazy enough to think they can change the world are the ones that do. And I feel like that just hits to all the, that speaks to all the people who just don't think that they, um, that their ideas are valid or that they should try to do something that they've been thinking about for like a minute when really you should. Like MLK probably didn't think that he doesn't have the fact that he did when he first like, you know, had to sit in or anything like that. And he he's the reason we're all able to walk inside a, a coffee shop and to be and melt the power of races in there. You know, it's not just a black only, you know, coffee place. Um and black only, you know, coffee places like no, nah, like everybody has the right to go everywhere. And he had a huge, you know, him and a lot of the people at Malcolm A for the parks, like, you know, all, all of our civil rights, you know, elders. But the they he didn't know. You know, there's no way he would have known that. And um, 
it it just takes it takes just trying. That's always the first um I feel like step in anything that you do is you can look at other people's success and try to see what they did and try to copy it and try to mimic it. But you always are gonna have to find a way that works for you. Like somebody's three year plan is gonna be your five year plan or somebody's, you know, um fifteen thousand dollar goal is gonna be your five thousand dollar goal. Like nobody is no, nobody's gonna gonna have the nobody's gonna have the same exact path to success. We all might have you know certain instances that feel the same, or we might have the same starting points or maybe the same endpoints. But the journey to get there is gonna be so different. And I feel like both of those um, quotes kind of speak to that. You know, the you gotta miss out on fun, stacks of money, and uh, if if the ones that the ones that think they're, you know, the ones that think they can change the world are the ones that do. Like, you know. Yeah. I like that. I like that. It makes me think of, um, I watch a, a lot of actors on actors on uh, YouTube because mm-hmm. uh, like, I just love behind the scenes stuff. But Reese Witherspoon was talking about how in her 20s, I think she said she was 23 when she did Legally Blonde. Um, but she was talking about in her 20s how she worked so much she didn't even have you know a lot of fun and now she's I think coming up on 50 either she's 40 something or she's 50 I can't remember but now she's a producer you know and she has her own production company and that is a result of her choosing okay I'm gonna work you know like all my friends are going out and doing these other things but you know I'm gonna work and I'm gonna continue to work until I get to you know places that I want to get to and so that makes me think about that first quote that you said when you were saying, you know, sometimes you got to miss out on funds to stack funds. And that's so true. I think sometimes us young people, and it's not all of us because we do get a bad rap, but yeah. sometimes we put the cart before the horse and we're so yeah. busy having a party in the cart that we don't realize we're not going anywhere. You know what I mean? Because we don't have a horse. <laughs> I, so, like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. And so I think sometimes we just have to realize, okay, Yes, have an idea for, okay, this is where I want to go. This is what I want to end up. Okay, yes, but also taking time to what are these steps that I need to take in order to get to this place so that I can, you know, do do things that I want to do. I can have fun. Um, and so I think if we could think a lot more long-term, then it would help us to be able to have more fun in the short term as well. Um, there is a... Uh, a verse is Psalm 32, 8. And it says, the Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and watch over you. Um, and I think sometimes also what we forget is we think success is a straight path for everybody. And like you said, it's not, you know, even if you want to get to the exact position that somebody else is in, your journey to that position is going to look so much different from anybody else's that came before you or after you, because, yeah. you know, the environment changes, the world changes, the business changes, the things that that position needs to do changes. And so I think being flexible also helps to be successful um, for sure. How relevant do you know the position is that you're going for sometimes changes too. And I find that that speaks perfectly to what you're saying. Cause like, you know, the environment changes, the world changes, society changes. I think about like, um, I had a professor, um, he was my communications professor and he was like um, they, they sell you this narrative that people are crossing the border and stuff like that and stealing like jobs but he's like what jobs are they taking like you don't see a lot of like you know heavy accident like Hispanic people being teachers or like lawyers like they're not stealing like they're not stealing jobs that Americans always strive for he's like they're taking jobs like you know, being maids and, you know, being um, trash collectors, you know, being in the field, picking our fruits, stuff like that, like doing stuff for us that we don't even think about. Those are the jobs that they have to do because they aren't, again, given resources and information to do the same things that we do without thinking about it. It glitched out right here, but what he said was, does it make any sense that they would quote unquote steal those types of jobs when they can just be replaced by a machine? that's not going to call out or not have any sick days or not, you know, um, we'll be 30 minutes late. Like it's, it's a, it's a computer. It's going to do whatever it's set to do 
for whatever Tom is told to do it. And when he told me that, it made me think about um, the Amazon store and how they have no checkers. You know, you completely check yourself out, you know, move on with your day. I thought about the um, Logan movie that came out, I think, 2017. Mm-hmm. There's a scene in that movie where, like, uh, 18 wheelers, like, driving themselves, transporting stuff. Mm-hmm. And then if you look at other countries, they're testing, you know, auto drive, like, trucks to, like, move, you know, stuff across, like, the, the, uh, the city or whatever without a driver and it's like i never i never thought about that i never thought about how fast technology is moving and making things just not relevant anymore and that's something that also people um especially people who are in low low income like neighborhoods and stuff like that since they have um I'm gonna say a lot of time because they have more time to be able to think about, you know, what it is. They don't they don't have more time. They have to put time to think about what they need to do in order to be successful. So in that time where they're thinking and they're planning and stuff like that, they're always able to kind of come up with newer ideas on how to just finesse and pivot. And I feel like that's another thing that ties into success, being able to see like a change coming and you getting on the wave before anybody else, you know, did. Like a lot of people. I had a friend that was on Robin Hood before Robin Hood like was everywhere, and he kept trying yeah. to like you know you should like you know either demon start selling you know buying and selling stocks stuff like that, and I was like oh yeah I'll do it one day and stuff like that you know I, I never got into it, and even now like with that like I still don't even really like pay attention to you know Robin Hood and stuff like that, and um it was all over the news the other day you know yeah. like it it yeah people were dropping you know, out of the app because people are making so much money from the stocks. And I'm like, dang, that's crazy. Like he was like a pioneer and like get on this and do it because this is going to be the next thing. And here it is down the news as the next thing. So yeah. just just being able to notice like when something new is going to be needed or when you can build on, you know, kind of an old idea is also, I think, really big and really like tell of, um, <laughs> you know, some of the success. But that's all. That's all I had. I thought. I had thought about that. you were like the environment changes. I'm like, it does. Like you know, the jobs change. Everything in a sense changes. So. Yeah, it does, and I think that's so true. What you said, like, which goes back. Like, there's so many loops with success, but it goes back to like what we were saying earlier about the image of success, and like people think about people that you know pick fruits and farmers and all this different stuff, and they don't think, oh, that person is successful, you know. Um, and so when you do have people, you know, that come across the border and those are the jobs that they're taking because that's the jobs that they have, it makes sense because like in America, we're spoiled. Like we don't really like to admit it, but we're spoiled. And so we just don't even, if we have, <clears throat> excuse me, if we have a certain level of education, it's like once you get a certain level of education, you just neglect all these other opportunities that you can have. Like you just feel like if you have graduated high school, college, master's, doctoral, then you just shouldn't do these other things. And mm-hmm. that's just wrong. You know, my brother had a professor at AM, and I don't know, you know, what his education status is, but he's an AM, you know, professor. And he literally raps on the side of the road. Like that's his thing that he does when his free time, he raps on the side of the road about whatever his uh, you know, topic is, whatever his subject is. That's cool. And so it's like, if people just see him, like people that's just passing by, they don't live in the area, they're like, oh man, this man is probably poor. You know, he's probably, you know, rapping for money. Homeless. You know, homeless or something. And yeah. all the while he's not, you know, like he's a whole professor at a <laughs> university. So, you know, we have to, we have to be measured with, you know, how we view success and what we think is successful and not neglect things or not put down things that we think aren't successful um, because the, to those people that that is success you know if you think about people that like you know cross the border and just getting a job you know that's success getting across the border safely alive that's success you know what I mean um, and so uh, I think yeah I think we really need to reevaluate how we address success in a social sense you know in a financial sense and realize also you know what what things go into that that's why i really like your your podcast and it talks about a lot of different things i mean it's more local but it's still these are things that are happening nationwide you know it it affects 
people's success, you know, things like CPS and, you know, your judges and voting and all these different things, they have direct ties, you know, so. Yeah. So. I appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, how can, uh, how can the people reach you? Um, uh, I don't know if I should get my email out, but it's super straightforward. Um, my email is daveyrw at gmail.com. Um, you find me on Instagram at I am Davier Woodson, D E V I R, and then Woodson, and then on Facebook as Davier Woodson. Yeah, and then, um, shameless plugs, but you know, look into look into stories of the streets if y'all you don't know, want to, if possible, and look into um, blacks and you know, both of those. They're still fairly new, like, neither one of them has hit a year yet. Uh, we started both up last year, the podcast and the nonprofit, but we're really just trying to just trying to do good things in the community. And it helps, you know, keep me busy outside of work. So I love both the podcast and doing work with Black Scent. But yeah, that's how that's how y'all can find me. I'll say Instagram, Facebook, or email me. Nice, nice, nice. Yeah. Cool, cool, cool. One last quote that I want to put in, and it goes back into what we were talking about, system, systemic issues and stuff like that. There's a quote by Rachel Held Evans. And I mentioned her, I want to say like a week or two ago, or excuse me, two, one or two episodes ago. And her quote says, mm-hmm. anytime the Bible is used to justify the oppression and exploitation of others, we have strayed far from the God who brought the people of Israel out of Egypt, out of the land of slavery, Exodus 22. This is why it, it's especially important for those of us who come to the Bible from positions of relative social, economic, and racial privilege to read its stories alongside people from marginalized communities, past and present, who are often more practiced at tracing that crimson thread of justice through its pages. So I definitely wanted to just put that quote out there because I read that the other day and I was like, that's, that's poignant, that's super salient, and that's something that uh, we all need to hear. <laughs> So. No, yeah, of course, especially the purpose. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. The relative, yeah. the relative part is the part that I love because, like you said, like being a class is. I have a relative privilege. Not to say that I'm better than people, but like my privilege is relative to others. I have more, you know, and then also yeah. other people I have less, and so. Yeah. I think that I think that applies to multiple people in multiple ways. <laughs> That's the beauty of being middle class too. Like you're not all the way there in terms of what people consider to be there, but you're not all the way just like struggling twenty four seven either. And it definitely yeah. is a privilege that people don't really think about. I feel like people in the middle class are the most like I didn't want to say most selfish, but we're the most like forgetful. You know, well, it's real easy for us to forget, you know, how blessed we are and how easy it ought to be taken away because we are doing better than somebody else. Um, but at the same time, since we still have levels that we can hit, we're like, you know, like, um, I don't know. It's just a weird little weird little space. But no, I, I like that quote. I think the part that spoke to me the most was just like the part where she's saying, you know, sit down and like, you know, basically read, you know, next yeah. to the next to who are like lower than you and that, that reminds me of just like allies and you know people who who are humble enough to get it like you know like uh i could be taking a, a bubble bath in my like three thousand dollar like bath or something like that like yeah i don't know but no instead you know i'm gonna take time of my day to help this person get somewhere similar to me and i like i like that you know i think that that needs to be on billboards and places and stuff like that like everybody should be hearing that for sure, for sure. Well, I appreciate your time, man. I really do. Of You're course. actually our first guy to oh, really? guess. So that's dope. I kind of like that. Okay, yeah, I like that. I like that. <laughs> it's funny. I, it's it's weird. This is completely off subject, but um, at work, out of all the like guys that have been there longer than me, they're all pretty much gone. Like, we have one more that's leaving the department next week. Actually, no, this week, today's Monday. So, yeah, starting this week, he'll be in a new department. So, out of all the guys who's been there, 
like for a minute i think i'm the last one like everybody else is kind of like newer and stuff like that so it's, it's cool i'm not the last guy at work or, and then of course we still got other guys in the department and stuff like that but i'm the last like og and then wow. here i'm like the like guy like on the on the yeah. podcast i like that I like that little a little coincidence but that's cool yeah of course thank you for having me i'll come back you know anytime hopefully one day me and me and jasmine can come on that would be dope that would be dope yeah. i would love it for sure What's up, everybody? Hey, I know we're all over the place with this episode, but success is such a huge topic. So I just want to make sure we talked about as many things as we could without being all all over the place. Um, so I will put all of his information in the description below, along with a couple other resources that I forgot to mention. And never forget to share this with a young person you know and to help those around you in the way God is calling you to. Bye.